Hi, this is health coach Wally Bishop, and welcome to Wellness with Wally. In this podcast, we talk about how to apply nutrition and lifestyle changes to reboot your health and happiness. In 2006, I weighed over 450 pounds, and I had many health problems. By learning about nutrition and adapting holistic, healthy living principles, I was able to lose more than 220 pounds, and I have kept it off. By adapting these natural holistic principles, I also reversed many of my health problems, including diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, to name just a few. Who better to coach you than someone who's faced the challenges you have and has actually beaten them? I received my education and training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, Huntington College of Health Sciences, an American Fitness Professionals and Associates Nutrition and Wellness Program. I studied a variety of dietary theories, nutrition, and practical lifestyle coaching methods. The Wellness with Wally podcast is not medical advice. I am not a doctor. If you have medical conditions, please see your doctor to discuss those with them. None of the information shared in this podcast should be considered medical advice in any way. Please make sure you see your doctor. Never quit taking prescription medications unless advised to do so by your doctor. Thank you. Podcast number 14. Hi, friends. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Health Coach Wally Bishop, your host. Today should be a very interesting and fun podcast. We're going to talk about a subject that is at the top of the news list here recently, and that is cannabis or marijuana. And part of that reason is because it has a lot of health properties, and a lot of people want it legalized. And a lot of states, lawmakers are saying no, they don't want it legalized because they're looking at the wrong issues with it. And I don't want to get into the politics with this, and I'm certainly not encouraging you to break the law in any way, If cannabis is not legal in your state, please don't break the law. And I am not encouraging you to do that. But I do want to give you the information you need to make smart choices on the differences between marijuana and CBD oil and the best way to know the best quality of CBD oil to buy. Now, just so you know, I am an integrative cannabis CBD certified practitioner. So I do know a little bit about what I'm talking about when I'm coming to this. So I'm not just reading articles on the internet. I've actually been to school and been educated in this. So just to clarify that. So let's get right to it. I'm going to use the word marijuana and I'm going to use the word CBD oil. You'll hear me use the word hemp. And so let's go ahead and talk about the differences between this. Okay, cannabis is actually the term for the family of plants that marijuana comes from. There's uh, cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, there's also Americana, there's Africans, and there's Ruderalis. There may be some other ones, but the most commonly used ones are sativa and indica. Now, sativa has thin finger-like leaves and it tends to give you more of a gentle high a little more energy where the indica is is a heavier duty type of plant 
the leaves are shorter and more rounded, more like a thumb, whereas the sativa leaves are more like fingers. The indica is going to give you more of a um, stoned feeling instead of a high, but they both offer many health benefits, especially when it comes to neurological or psychological disorders. When I use the word hemp, most people think CBD oil comes from hemp or industrial hemp, but it really doesn't. And I know that may sound like a shock, but the truth is it actually comes from cannabis marijuana plants that have had the THC selectively bred out of it through hybridization. Now THC stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, tetrahydrocannabinol. And that is the psychoactive compound in marijuana. It's the compound that actually gets you high. And CBD oil, or what we really now call in the industry PCR-rich CBD oil, that stands for phytocannabinoid-rich oil. There is little to no THC in that because it's been bred out. And therefore it's legal. CBD oil or PCR PCR rich um, CBD oil is legal in all 50 states all 50 states it is now federally legal for you to get now some states have different laws or regulations on how it's dispensed or labeling or different things but it is legal for you to buy and use in all 50 states so really today, I want to give you information you need um, to try to take the confusion out of this, certainly with marijuana, um, since it's not, it's not legal in my state, and it's only legal in a few states, we know that marijuana is going to make you high, um, but we also know it does some, some quality things, and we'll get to those. CBD is not going to make you high. So first, let's just talk a little bit about the history of marijuana. More than 8,000 years ago, there is evidence it was used in China for medical reasons. It was introduced into Western medicine in the 1840s by a Dr. W.B. O'Shaughnessy. It was actually available through, believe it or not, some prescriptions, some pharmaceutical companies by the name of Eli Lilly, Wythe Park Davis, Sharp and Dome, uh, in 1906. And in the 1920s, uh, cannabis extract was actually the medicine of choice for, for many people. It was promoted as a pain reliever, a sedative, an anti-inflammatory agent, an antispasmodic agent, and for uh, seizure disorders and anti-convulsant properties. But it became illegal in 1937 with the Mar Marijuana Tax Act. Believe it or not, over the objection of the American Medical Association, Dr. W.C. Woodward of the American Medical Association was the only witness to oppose the bill. This is what he said, there is positively no evidence to indicate the abuse of cannabis as a medical agent or to show that its medicinal use is leading to the development of cannabis addiction. Cannabis at the present time is slightly used for medicinal purposes, but it would seem worthwhile to maintain its status as a medicinal agent. And obviously, his testimony meant nothing to the board as they disapproved it. 
1987, the Compassionate Care Act was made legal, which allowed certain people that qualified to get marijuana to control medical conditions. However, the red tape and the requirements to get it made it almost impossible, and only 14 people across the United States were able to qualify for marijuana and actually be able to get it from the federal government for their medicinal use. Okay, so let's get to the real meat of the subject on what you really want to know, and that is what does it really help with. So the one thing to understand with marijuana is that it's high in THC but low in CBD. CBD is by far the most anti-inflammatory of any of these cannabinoids that exist in marijuana or PCR hemp, the stuff that CBD oil comes from. So as far as the marijuana plant that is high in THC and low in CBD, this is what it helps with. It helps with PTSD. It helps slow cancer growth. And this all comes from studies, by the way. There are a lot of studies out there, a lot. This has been studied a lot. It helps greatly with glaucoma. Glaucoma. It helps relieve pain. It helps control seizures. It helps with MS. helps with Parkinson's. can help with digestive orders like IBS and Crohn's. It helps reduce tremor, tremors. It helps reduce the side effects of chemo. It helps with symptoms of autoimmune conditions like lupus. And it helps protect the brain from stroke and TBI before and after an event and it helps reduce muscle spasms and helps reduce neurological pain, nerve pain. Now if you lived in one of those states where marijuana is legal, you could go to a dispensary and you would have all kinds of things to pick from and the people there would know what they're talking about because most of them have been to similar schooling like I have and they could tell you what particular plant for or, or, or for what particular need that you have. Also, there are different ways to take it. You can smoke it, you can eat it, you can use oils, you can use lotions and creams. There are a number of different ways to do it. Obviously, smoking it is going to get it into your system the fastest, but it doesn't last quite as long. With edibles, it takes longer to get in your bloodstream, but lasts much longer tends to be more powerful and of course that can be in food or gummies or candies or whatever lotions aren't going to be as powerful but certainly can still help but it's very important to understand you can do too much and you need to understand what your body's limits are so when doing this make sure you start slow and easy to understand how it affects your body you can't go off what other people tell you now certainly in the industry in states where it's legal, they can tell you how much is in what, especially when it comes to, to the edibles. They can tell you that also by weighing out the product with specific varieties and can give you information as far as dosing and that type of thing goes. So when it comes to marijuana, be careful. Understand it helps more with neurological, uh, psychological conditions where CBD oil tends to help more with, with physical type conditions, but also some 
some neurological conditions. Okay, so now let's talk about the benefits of phytocannabinoid-rich CBD oil. And I really want to make that clear. This is different than hemp oil. When you see the word hemp oil, that is coming from hemp seeds, and there is little to no cannabidiol in those seeds. There is vitamin E, there's omega-6 and omega-3s and other fatty acids in there and some other nutrients, but very little of the CBD itself. All right, so some of the benefits of CBD oil are they help balance the HPA axis. And this is very important because that stands for the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal gland axis. And many people, they become, they have adrenal fatigue from too much stress, too much worry, lack of nutrients, other things, a breakdown in the endocannabinoid system, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But the HPA axis is very, very important for balance of our body. PCR CBD oil is really good at reducing the risk of diabetes. It can reduce cravings, lower cholesterol, lower the risk of heart and cardiovascular disease, reduce the risk of cancer, is brain protective and helps slow TBI trauma, much like the marijuana plant does. It protects against bone disease, protects and heals the skin. It's very anti-inflammatory, reduces anxiety and stress, helps elevate mood, helps reduce pain, helps reduce tremors and seizures in, in higher doses, and high doses are very well tolerated in most people, very well tolerated. The only thing you have to be careful of, especially with the marijuana, and I should have mentioned this earlier, is that if you take too much, it suppresses the immune system. Not so much with the CBD oil, but with the THC, it reduces it suppresses the immune system. You could get, end up getting higher rates of infections, um, especially respiratory infections. So just understand that. But CBD oil is very well tolerated, even at very high doses. Okay, a lot of confusion happens when you begin to buy CBD oil. Do you want hemp oil? Do you want hemp extract? Do you want CBD oil? Because there's not standardization in the industry yet, because it's so brand new, there's just a lot of misleading information. When you see hemp oil, it is typically just from the seeds. If you see hemp extract, it's from the seeds. It could have higher rates of CBD in there because it's an extract. But really, what you're looking for is what is called full-spectrum CBD oil or PCR CBD oil. PCR CBD oil is phytocannabinoid-rich CBD oil. That's the new term. Full-spectrum is fine as well. Full-spectrum CBD oil comes from making oil from the stems, the leaves, the flowers, every part of the plant, but not the seeds. The seeds contain very little CBD oil. Just make sure you get that and not hemp oil. If you're really wanting relief, if you're wanting the health benefits, don't get hemp oil. Get CBD oil or get PCR CBD oil. When you look at the ingredients, that's where it's really important. It should either say full spectrum or PCR. Full spectrum or PCR. 
Also, another very important thing is when you look in those ingredients, if you see coconut oil or you see sunflower oil or some other type of oil, it is cutting some of the effectiveness of that oil. A really high quality oil should say PCR CBD oil. And then as the carrier oil, it should say full spectrum oil. Or it should say an isolate, which I'm gonna talk about next. But those ingredients, if there's anything other than CBD oil in there, I would try to find one that was better. And I'll give you my recommendations at the end of this as well. So the next thing you may see is what is called isolates and it will say isolated CBD oil. And what that is, is there's many different types of cannabinoids in CBD oil. You have CBD, which stands for cannabidiol. Then you have CBG and CBN and CBA and some other ones. And with isolates, they have taken everything out. It is just purely cannabidiol which is the most anti-inflammatory there. So for some people, the isolate may be better. For some people, the full spectrum may be better to get the full benefits of everything. And that's why if you have, if you buy one that says isolate, but the carrier is full spectrum oil, you get the benefits of both. An isolate is gonna be more expensive, but it may be much more effective in particular cases like for pain, for anti-inflammatory uses, the isolate is going to be more effective. For general purpose use, the full spectrum oil is going to be better. Before I get into the endocannabinoid system and the way this works, because I think that's important information, I just want to briefly mention the negative side effects from both marijuana and CBD oil. Side effects from marijuana, if you take too much, could certainly, believe it or not, increase anxiety, can increase paranoia can cause tachycardia, can create either too much sedation or can create insomnia, can also create dizziness because the psychoactive properties of the THC can make you dizzy. Now with CBD oil, there's really only one thing, and that is that it may increase the effectiveness of blood thinners. So if you're on blood thinners, be aware of that. Make sure you tell your doctor that you're taking CBD oil so that they can test you and they'll understand how much blood thinner you need. Maybe you will need to cut back on some if you're using CBD oil, but it's very important in either case to let your doctors know what you're doing. Very important because if you're having certain types of conditions, it could be related to an overuse of one or the other. So just be upfront with your doctor and let them know what you're doing so that you don't put yourself at risk. And the risk is minimal with both of these products when used the way they should be used. Okay, so now let's sort of tie all this together. The compounds in marijuana and in CBD oil work with our endocannabinoid system because these plants contain cannabinoids. The cannabinoid receptors in our nervous system represent the most dense receptors of all receptor systems in our brain. There are also other cannabinoid receptors in our organs and other tissues, not just in our brain. These endocannabinoids 
and their receptors affect every rhythm in our body, including circadian rhythms, rhythm variations in blood pressure, peristaltic rhythms in our digestive systems, and even EKG and EEG rhythms. Those are both brain and heart rhythms. These endocannabinoids and their receptors govern a massive amount of information flow in our nervous system. They're involved in synaptic transmission, short-term memory, our mood and emotion, our cognition, our motor function, certainly our pain perception, feeding, reproduction, our metabolism, cellular and molecular mechanisms that are necessary for proper brain development, the development of progenerator cells. Progenerator cells are advanced stem cells, nerve growth signaling, and the protective effects on neuronal death induced by ischemia or glutamate toxicity. Ischemia is basically a lack of blood flow. Now the next thing I'm going to tell you is really fascinating uh, in the way this endocannabinoid system actually works. 70% of this system is a braking or slowing of the system while the other 30% is an accelerator. For example, seizures are an over-accelerated path of nerve, nerve signals that have gone wacky. Cannabinoids help sense that and break or slow the nerve signal back to the normal rate. So that is that braking effect. So that's how it modulates these systems. It can break them or it can accelerate them, but most of the time it is involved in slowing down or breaking things back so that they work properly and are not out of hand. When it comes to cannabinoids, our body actually makes cannabinoids, but we also get them from food. And we've already talked about marijuana and CBD, which are really the the foods or the, the, the plants or herbs where the majority of this is, is richest, but there's also some other foods where we can get cannabinoids or cannabinoid type of compounds. Cocoa, believe it or not, where chocolate comes from, and I'm talking about cacao, raw cacao is one of the only foods rich enough and anandamides, which is a type of cannabinoid, and believe it or not, anandamides are also in marijuana and CBD oil. Cacao is rich enough to have a powerful effect, particularly on our mood and reducing stress. And it works very well with either marijuana or CBD oil. It's a great complement from that standpoint. Also, Black pepper contains BCP, which is beta-carophylline, which acts like a cannabinoid in the body. It's not actually a cannabinoid, but it acts like it. There are companies out there selling beta-carophylline and saying it is the same as CBD oil, but it is not. It is a compound that acts like a cannabinoid in the body. Rosemary has compounds in it similar to cannabinoids that work with cannabinoids, kava, Maca root, uh, echinacea, and flax seeds all have compounds that assist or help with the cannabinoid system. Black truffles, like cacao, contain anandamides. So really the two foods that actually have cannabinoids that can work with CBD oil or marijuana are 
cocoa, raw cacao, or black truffles. So in the morning when I take my CBD oil, I also have my big mug of hot cocoa made from raw cacao powder. I put a little cinnamon in there, some vanilla extract, and I use monk fruit as a sweetener, sometimes a little stevia. But they go well together and I like it. It complements each other in my body. So that's something you might want to think about or try if you're doing CBD oil. Now probably some of the most important information is how to select the best CBD oil. First it should say PCR which stands for phytocannabinoid rich oil. Or it should say full spectrum. Now remember it may say isolated and that's okay too. It should say it's made from a CO2 extraction method or CO2 crystalline extraction. That is the purest way and the most effective way to get the highest quality hemp by far, or excuse me, CBD oil. Hydrophilic or liposomal are two new terms you may hear, or you may hear nanoemulsion. These are gonna give you the highest amount of CBD for the lowest amount of dose. Um, because they're able to, they're absorbed much quicker. Because hydrophilic means it'll blend with water. Liposomal does the same thing. So it mixes with your bloodstream. It passes through the digestive membrane much faster and thereby giving you greater quantity because very little is broken down during the digestive process preparing it to get into the bloodstream. They're going to cost a little more, but they're less costly per effective dose. They should be third-party tested for CBD content for purity and contaminants and those tests should be available for you to see on their website. There shouldn't be any other added ingredients other than maybe flavors like peppermint or cinnamon or chocolate or some other some other flavor in there but you shouldn't see a lot of other carrier oils in there. It should say PCR CBD oil, isolated CBD oil, full spectrum CBD oil, those types of things. But make sure you check how it's made. The best is going to be CO2 crystalline extraction, and I can't emphasize that enough. And if you want the highest dose, the quickest acting, get the hydrophilic nanoemulsion or liposomal forms. Liposomal forms. They'll increase the absorption by multiple times. Multiple times. So it could cost more, but less costly per effective dose. Okay, lastly, but certainly not the least important, let's talk about reading these, the labels on these bottles. This is very important. It can be a little confusing. So when you look on the bottle on the front, they typically say 1,000 milligrams. That means 1,000 milligrams in the total bottle, not per, per dose. So if it says 500 milligrams, that means in the whole bottle, not in the dose. And most of the time, these bottles are one ounce bottles with a dropper. When you turn it around to the back and you look at the label, on the ingredients, certainly I would make sure it said either PCR, hemp oil, isolated, 
full spectrum oil or just full spectrum oil. You don't want just hemp oil. You want the real stuff with a lot of CBD in it. Also make sure you pay attention to how many milligrams per dose. Obviously on the front where it says a thousand milligrams, you're going to have a higher dose per per serving. And the serving is typically one milliliter, which is half of a dropper full. Some are a little less than that. You know, if it's a isolated or if it is a liposomal or hydrophilic, there's going to be more. So the dosing serving size may be less. It may be half of a milliliter for the same amount. Certainly when you buy higher doses, it's going to be less costly per dose. So if you can buy a 1500 milligram bottle or a thousand milligram bottle, I suggest you do that. You're going to pay a little bit more money up front, but you're actually going to save on the amount per dose. If you can buy a hydrophilic, again, it's going to be more money, but you're going to absorb many times more and it's going to actually cost you much less per dose and the bottle's going to last a lot longer. Hopefully this has given you information you need to make smart choices. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash wellnesswithwally or Wally Bishop Health Coach. Love to hear your ideas, future subjects you'd like for me to talk about, and certainly any feedback on ways I can improve my message to you. Just remember to be careful, and I want to make sure you buy the best product. Thank you again for listening, and as always, please remember to give. Give from your heart. Make a difference in somebody's life. All it takes is a smile sometime, a kind word, a hand up. It's not always about money, although sometimes money will make a difference. But together, if we make an effort to be kind, to be giving, to be charitable, we can make a difference. And until next time, God bless.